Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Wes Schaefer with me. He is the sales whisperer. Wes is a sales and marketing industry leader whose team educates and trains clients on sales and marketing automation, social media marketing, and much more. He is a motivational speaker and author. The latest titled "It Makes It Takes More Than a Big Smile and a Good Idea" and a Twitter account to build a business that lasts. He is a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy and Texas A&M, but he has never let formal schooling get in the way of his education. Welcome, Wes. Hey, George. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, let me uh, let me know how you became the sales whisperer. What's the story behind it? It's an awesome name, by the way. I'm sure you know that, but <laughs> I wanted to mention that. <laughs> Good, thank you. Uh, you know what? I just anointed myself, uh, and that's one of the things uh, I get into in my training with entrepreneurs and salespeople. Uh, is you know you have to toot your own horn, which goes against our upbringing uh, in America. Right, you, you don't want to be around a braggart, uh, you know, when you're hanging out at the family reunion. But in business, you have to toot your own horn. And I was literally, it was September 1st, 2006. I'll always remember it because I, I see the registration renew every year with GoDaddy. And I was watching the Dog Whisperer, and uh, I had already been doing sales training for about a year, and I I saw him, uh, Caesar Milan, when he said. He rehabilitates dogs, and he trains the owners. And I said, you know what? That's what I do. I rehabilitate salespeople who have been mistreated, and I train sales managers how to be sales managers because most have never really been trained uh, on how to be a good manager. They would just promote it because they were a top-performing salesperson. Uh, but the traits that make a good salesperson a good salesperson are usually at odds with what makes them be a good manager. And so it's almost I, like uh, the best athletes don't always make the best coaches, right? Exactly. Because, yeah, and quite often you'll see that it was that average athlete that had to work really hard and had to really study the game. You know, like my, my son plays football, and, and I tell him, you know, you, if you're big, strong, uh, and fast, you don't have to be that smart. Okay. But, <laughs> you know, my son is big and strong. He's not that fast. So I tell him, you have to be smart to overcome your physical limitations because there's some you know phenomenal athletes out there, but when you're smart, uh, you can still succeed. And so you know that's that's how I, I just I literally bought the domain name. With ten days later, a guy emailed me asking if he could buy the name from me. Uh, you know, I said, hey, I just got it. Nope, I'm keeping it. And so that was it. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a great story. How many domains do you own? Sometimes I ask that because uh, some people get addicted to buying domain names. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, I was kind of addicted for a while. Uh, I do buy them. I probably buy one, one a month now, and and then I'll let them expire if I'm not using them. You know, and I probably own the neighborhood of about sixty right now. Yeah, it's a, I do this. I do the same. You know, I, I I don't buy as many as as some, but you know, it's a small investment, right? And maybe it's going to turn into something, or maybe nothing, but it, it's worth ten bucks, right? Oh, absolutely. And um, but I, I'll buy them. Like for my podcast, I bought the salespodcast dot com, and that just forwards you straight to iTunes where you can subscribe. Okay, yeah. and so I, I own a lot of domains that I use just for 
for ease of mentioning, uh, primarily verbally, or put it on a business card so it's a concise um, little URL. Okay, like Infusionsoft, you know, we'll talk about that later, but, you know, I bought the domain name buycrmnow.com. So it's a lot easier than the saleswebster.com forward slash buy slash, you know, dash Infusionsoft dash whatever. You know what I mean? So It's a cheap marketing tool. It makes a- perfect sense. Absolutely. And then when you buy a bunch of them through GoDaddy, um, you know, you can get domains in the 7 to $8 a year range. You know, they give you a little discount for bulk. So it's, you know, be smart about it. Um, rarely do I buy like the .net, the .org, the .us, you know, because they'll try to upsell you. I just buy one name, I buy the .com, and and I see how it pans out. Yeah. So tell me how you got into sales training. You mentioned that you've been doing sales training even before you started uh, or registered uh, sales, the sales whisperer. Yeah. Well, I'd always been in sales. When I got out of the Air Force in '97, I went straight into sales. And um, and never look back. And why know, I, sales? Uh, did did it feel natural to you, or did you just have to do it? How, how did you get into sales? I don't know if it's ever natural. It kind of is, kind of isn't. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big believer in the nature and nurture. You know, for being a, a professional salesperson. Uh, but honestly, I was drawn to the money. I wanted to be paid for my efforts for the results that I produced. You know, after being in the Air Force, you know, in the military, it's very rigid. You know, you're going to spend a certain number of years at your different ranks. And some people, you know, they call getting promoted below the zone, which means they get promoted early. Uh, But you have to serve, you know, two years as a second lieutenant, two years as a first lieutenant, you know, like six years as a captain. And then you can start to get promoted a little bit early. Uh, And I just I didn't like it. You know, I if if I'm a superstar, then pay me accordingly, and that's what that's what drew me to sales. Thank you for your service, by the way. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. So that's 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 interesting. Talk about so the sales whisperer. You registered the domain in 2006. Is that when you started the sales whisperer, or you already had? You mentioned that you were doing the sales training. Was that your own business, or were you doing it for another company? Um, I was doing it for myself, but I licensed the training material from a guy, uh, so it was his content, but I could brand it under myself. So uh, you didn't really know that it wasn't mine. Um, and so with that licensing agreement, I had access to him. He's, uh, you know, uh, probably old enough to be my dad, really, and he'd been in the business for a couple of decades. So I kind of had that mentorship uh, for several years, which helped me uh, just solidify uh, what I was doing and, um, you know, rather than recreate the wheel from the ground up. So talk about the challenges starting the Sales Whisperer and building that business. Oh, you name it. I mean, it's, there's always. I mean, it's accounts. a very competitive area, but what area is not really competitive? Everything is competitive if there's money, right? So, but oh, yeah. talk about maybe some of the most difficult things you had to do to to get it off the ground. Um, you know, it's there's always a challenge. Even now, as you grow your business, there's still challenges. They're just bigger challenges, honestly. Uh, but you become more adept at addressing them. Um, but, you know, I had to learn a lot of technology. I had to learn about hosting and blogging and SEO and copywriting. I had to learn about video marketing. Now I've taught myself about podcasting. I had to learn about publishing uh, as I've written two books. 
Uh, I had to learn about you know getting my merchant account squared away. And then, you know what? I had to learn about personnel. I mean, I've had turnover uh, like anybody else. I've had people come on board, and they were just terrible. I had to let them go. I've had people come on board uh, that really just wanted to ride my coattails for a bit, make a name for themselves, and go out on their own, essentially stealing business from me. So it's just it's the nature of the beast. You know, it's life in the big city. And um, but what I've learned, you know, looking around at other business owners that I know uh, that are friends, you know, locally, their clients. I look at other Infusionsoft certified consultants. Uh, some have succeeded, a lot have struggled. Uh, but in in any business, regardless of their size, certainly the small business size, if you keep your expenses low and you focus like a madman on sales and marketing. Everything else will take care of itself. Okay. So let's talk about focusing like a madman. How, how do you focus as a madman in your own business? What, what does that entail? Well, when I say that, as entrepreneurs, it's tough. We, have, uh, we chase the shiny objects, right? I've got two monitors on my computer. I've got multiple tabs open on each in my browser. I've got text messages going off, yada, yada. So in some ways, it is hard. Um, I, I hired a virtual assistant about four and a half, five years ago. She's still with me. Uh, so that took a load off of me. And, you know, I, I was able to hire her for $800 a month. And what does your VA do for you? Um, so Anna has always been my technical VA. So she handles hosting, putting up new landing pages, things like that. She does some graphics work for me. Um, but very much on the technical side. So the things that I was not an expert at, uh, I outsourced that. Okay, I learned it enough to be conversant, so I understood it, but then I did not become an expert at it. And then two years ago, I hired a personal assistant here locally. Okay, so she would come to my home office. Uh, she does fulfillment. You know, she'll mail books and CDs. She'll coordinate my calendar, uh, things like that. You know, so taking those little things off your plate, okay? So those things enable me to focus, all right? But when I say focus like a madman, I mean on the sales and marketing side, I made sure that every day I did something to advance my business from a sales and marketing standpoint. So whether that's writing a blog post. So give us a few examples. So one is the writing, writing. Yeah, making um, blog posts, making new videos to put up on a YouTube, uh, doing a podcast, uh, doing, I do a weekly whisper, uh, which is my email newsletter. Uh, so something like that to get the word out, to put myself out there in the marketplace. You know, I always tell people, if I arrested you for being uh, with the charge of being a salesperson and a marketer, would there be enough evidence to convict you? All right. So, uh, you know, I just ordered new business cards uh, the other day and, and I updated the look and feel, but I used both sides of it. I changed the call to action and I have a call to action on my business card. Uh, yesterday, I just ordered, created brand new bookmarks. Uh, I wasn't doing that. And I, I use both sides of the bookmark. So when people order a book, they'll get a bookmark. And that bookmark has marketing messaging on both sides, talking about both of my books, talking about CDs that I sell and sales training courses. So, you know, always doing something to advance the business. Okay. How do you promote your content? You mentioned you write blog posts. What is your – because writing is one thing, and you can create some great content, but if nobody sees it, well, you know, it's almost wasted time in a way. So what do you do to, to get the word out and promote all that content? 
Well, in a way, it is wasted time, but you have to begin. Okay, my my website now. Uh, let me see here. I'm logged in. Um, over 500 blog posts, over 200 pages. Okay, so you have to get started because over time, if you learn the fundamentals of SEO, search engine optimization, learn the fundamentals, uh, and you don't have to be a rocket scientist about this, but but have good titles, uh, use the keywords, name your images, things like that, and you do it consistently, you will build up this body of work. So my business, uh, I've done some, some pay-per-click advertising here lately. But for the most part, you know, 99% of my growth over these last eight years has been organic. That's awesome. Okay. So you got to get started. So uh, how many visitors do you get approximately to uh, the Sales Whisperer? You know, I, I, organic. I don't, yeah, I don't get uh, a ton, you know, five to 6,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of these million-person kind of websites. Uh, but, you know, the Sales Whisperer is very niched um, around – uh, especially now it's become niched around Infusionsoft. I've done a lot of work for them over the last six years. And so that's a, a finite community. Okay. So, but that proves the point. You don't need 10,000 or hundred thousand visitors a month to have a 50 or $60,000 a month business. Okay. So, you know, I've been providing for a staff of 12 and a family of nine with 5,000 visitors a month to my website. Yeah, I mean, you're B2B, right? So you don't need a million visitors to have a successful B2B business. Well, people always, they say, I need more traffic. I need more traffic. And I ask them up front, I'm like, do you need more traffic or do you need better conversions? Okay, until you have maximized your conversions, you're just wasting money by focusing too much on marketing. Okay, it's literally like putting gas in your gas tank and you have a hole in the gas tank and you're leaking gas. Uh, So make sure your sites are optimized. Make sure there's a call to action. Make sure there's an enticing uh, offer. Uh, Make sure it's easy for people to contact you either by phone or come by your place of business or opt in for a newsletter or for coupons and promo codes. Once you... uh, are maximizing conversions, then you can turn up the marketing faucet, right, to, to truly grow your business. So how do you measure these different channels, you know, from the blog posts and email and everything else that you do? Do you have a, a system to measure it all? Which but, one is working for you better? Yeah, that's the nice thing um, nowadays, you know, and uh, John Wanamaker said like a hundred years ago, he was, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank now. He had a store, a big retailer, eventually became Macy's. And I'm drawing a blank. But he said, I know that half of my marketing dollars are wasted. I just don't know which half. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Right. And so nowadays, you know, right. If, if I run an ad on LinkedIn or Facebook, um, I know what the conversions are. I know how many impressions I got, how many click-throughs. I can track how many opt-ins. I can track the sales. Okay, so, you know, with Google Analytics, which is free, uh, you can see visitors, bounce rates, time on site, number of page views, you know. So it's everything is measurable now. Uh, So there really is just no excuse uh, to not have things, you know, to be tracking. 
So sales training is a super competitive area, and some people never get beyond just being a solopreneur. Uh, but you know, you managed to build a, a pretty successful business. What do you think was what? What do you think made the difference in your business that you were able to have more success than the, the most doing this? Was it the systems, or what is what is your secret recipe, so to speak? That's probably not so secret. Yeah, I mean, over time I've built systems, but in the beginning, uh, and even now, I was just tenacious. You know, they call it pig-headed determination. You know, I got up early, I stayed up late. I was frustrated a lot of times, I'd get irritated, things weren't working. You know, and things always happen in, in threes or 33s, right? Your website will go down, your computer will crash, uh, your cell phone will reboot itself. You know, you're yeah. like, oh my <laughs> gosh, the world is conspiring against me. Uh, so do you tuck your tail uh, and run? Or do you stand and fight? Uh, and, you know, I, look, I've had some dark days. I've had some sleepless nights. So uh, what were some dark days in your business? Oh, man, like I said, I've had people quit. I've had people uh, steal clients. Uh, I've had people just not deliver, you know, at clients. So how do you get over that? How, how do you say, you know what, this is just too hard. I'm going to go get a job. You uh, know, I'm not going to deal with all this. So how do you pick yourself up? Well, Personally, yourself, what, do you have a method or a mantra or what do you say? You know, after doing this for so long, I just know that it won't last. You know, they, and good times don't last and bad times don't last. You know, so just enjoy the ride. Uh, and, and, and you have to realize, you know, we see all the glamour on TV of athletes and celebrities. But what we don't see is the behind the scenes. They're working their butts off. You know, you, you go see a concert, you know, they, they do that concert, you know, whomever, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, I mean, George Strait, whatever. They practice that thing down to the, the second. And, and so you see them on stage for 90 minutes, uh, but, you know, they've put in 2,000 hours of practice for that 90 minutes, and they do it exactly the same every time. So, so having a system, practicing, uh, knowing that – that it won't last, uh, get through it, you know, the show must go on. And, and I tell you, having a family relying on you, you know, we've got seven kids, been married almost 19 years, and, you know, two weeks before we got married, my wife quit her day job, uh, and, and I've been the sole provider. And so I find a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, we call it back-against-the-wall marketing. We've, we've got to have a struggle. Um, we've got to have something at risk to help us focus. Uh, and so fear is a good thing. You know, stress can be a good thing as long as it's in moderation. Right. But, um, you know, so I've had people depending on me. It's like, hey, suck it up. You know, it was like yeah. that movie. Um, I think it was. Um, eight, uh, oh, heck. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jesse Ventura. Man, I've had a long week already. I'm drawing blanks. Uh, and uh, Jesse Ventura got shot. He's like, hey, man, you're bleeding. He says, I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, they're in the jungle tracking down. I guess it was Terminator. No, it wasn't Terminator. Oh, well. So but I know what you mean. I know what yeah. you mean. Let's talk about sales a little bit because when I, you know, I started out in IT a long time ago and, you know, I always, yeah, and, and maybe it doesn't have anything to do with IT, but I always thought I had a bad impression of salespeople. 
Uh-huh. And but since I own my own business, I own my own business for over ten years, and I, one of my businesses are we build websites for companies, and you know, and so I do sales, and I've done a lot of sales, and I, I have a lot of respect for salespeople, and and I have become a fairly good sales sales guy. But I always felt, you know, like I would watch like a Zig Ziglar presentation, and I felt a little uncomfortable with that type of selling. You know, it's almost like twisting people's arms or, you know, and nothing against Zig Ziglar. I think he's a legend in selling, but there is something about, uh, you know, some people I think think that selling has to be like forceful almost as opposed to, you know, trying to help people. And so that was hard for me. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's hard to get over that. You know, there are different ways of selling. What advice do you have on, on that to, to get comfortable with selling? Well, there's a, there's a, a mantra uh, that I live by, and, and a guy, Steve Clark, when I first got it started selling, he, he taught me this. You know, he says, selling is a calling, serving is its purpose, the questions you ask is the process, and a sale may be the solution. All right, so when you know that what you offer is better than anything else in the marketplace, that you take better care of your clients, uh, that you offer great value, uh, then you will approach that prospect knowing that you're there to help them. Uh, You'll charge what you're worth. You'll stand your ground. You'll deliver, right? They'll be thrilled, and everybody wins, and you can just do it over and over and over again. Okay, but you you can't look at people with dollar signs on their heads, right? You have to see them as human beings. The best salespeople are empathetic, right? They can walk a mile in the shoes of the prospect. And so when you see things from their viewpoint, you can connect with them. uh, And it's the old, you know, people buy from who they like and trust. Uh, And and that's it. You know, that's that's how you do it. So... When you sell, and a lot of times you get a lot of maybes or kind of silences, but I like to get a no fast, and and you know either a yes or a no, but I just can't stand yes maybe. How do how do you can you push a prospect into telling you no or yes? What advice do you have on on getting one or the other? Because the the maybe is just it's hard to deal with a maybe or or just. A, 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 something other than a yes or a no. Right. It's, it's that indifference. It's that unknowing, uh, that uncertainty that's the killer. And so, you know, traditional sales trainers will, will tell you, you know, never ask a question, never ask a close-ended question. Don't ask a question they can answer with a yes or a no. And I say BS on that. Hearing no early is a victory. It lets me move on. It lets me go focus my time and resources on somebody I can help. Uh, okay, so... So it's all right to ask those kind of questions. Uh, and, you know, you, you can tell people, you know, so, all right, so speaking of uh, domain names, um, I bought one called, let me pull it up here, make sure it's still working. I haven't checked it in a while. Da, da, da. All right, here it comes. So if they visit thesalesagenda.com, they can get a free download of my sales agenda that I follow with prospects up front. Um, and I cover how the meeting will be up front, okay? And so once the guidelines and the rules of engagement are established and agreed to before the meeting, and part of that we say, 
I'm going to ask for an answer at the end. Okay? And no is okay. So once they know, and, and you know, and the answer doesn't have to be, yes, I'm buying, but the answer can be, yes, we'll move to the next stage. Okay. Then, you know, the, the uncertainty is removed. We're going to the next step. Maybe they want a demo. Maybe they, they need to do a trial, whatever. Uh, but at least we're clearly moving forward, uh, and the uncertainty is gone. And so, you know, that's how you grow, by eliminating doubt. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Uh, what are some of the most effective ways for us to use social media for sales in 2014? Um, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. Uh, people are obviously on it. Um, but people forget that, first of all, it's, it's social. And too many people show up and just start blabbing. So social means you or maybe you're funny. You're certainly interesting. Uh, you're engaging. You need to listen more than you talk. So in that regard, promote others, retweet others, share valuable resources that are not yours, uh, and then sprinkle in uh, your offerings, your solutions. Uh, present something they can buy. Okay, but it, it's ironic, you know, they call it social marketing. And most people are neither sociable nor are they good at marketing. But they think because they have a Twitter account, they're going to make money. And it's just, it's just not that simple. You know, social media is just a medium. It, it can be more, it can be less effective than a billboard. Okay, uh, people still make money off of the yellow pages. If you sell to baby boomers and senior citizens... They still look to the yellow pages, okay, and they don't do Twitter. So, you know, look at social media. Look at anything as just the medium. The medium is not the message. The message is the message. So make sure you have a powerful message as to why people should do business with you. Then you'll figure out the right medium to use to get that word out. Okay, let's talk about creating systems and sales. Uh, especially for a small small business, what kind of systems do you think they need to start with to 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 create a, an effective sales system for for themselves, even if it's just a company with a few employees? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, focus on selling, right? I mean, that even cold calling, people want to say, oh, cold calling doesn't work, yada yada. You know what? In businesses, business to business, cold calling does still work. Uh, and if and if you're not making any money now, and you don't understand web design, you don't. You can't blog because you, you think you can't write, yada, yada. Pick up the phone. Okay, so first of all, commit to being a professional salesperson. And then the systems can be as simple as bunching or batching your sales and marketing and prospecting efforts. So what I mean by that is uh, set a time. Maybe it's the first day, first thing when you come in, 7 a.m., 8 a.m., uh, and say, you know what, for an hour or two hours or three hours, I'm going to do nothing but make outbound calls. Okay. okay. Uh, and so group your activities. Like do not check email. Do not check mail. Do not let somebody walk by your cubicle. Batch those calls. And then you may even want to batch who you call. You know, I used to, my last job, I was uh, selling technology, and we sold into manufacturing. We sold into financial services, military, and healthcare. Um, so rather than um, calling all of those randomly, you know, I would just call hospitals for a day so I could even batch that. 
And what happens is you get into a rhythm. The language is the same, uh, but you pick up on little things. You know, like, hey, may I speak to the boss? No, the boss is out. Uh, you know, he's at, he's at uh, the HIMSS conference, which was a, a local and a national organization. So then I call the next guy. Hey, and I get him on the phone. I'm like, hey, how come you're not at the HIMSS conference? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so I'm using industry lingo. So the guy, now he knows that I know about the organization. So I appear to be more of an insider, which helps, helps build like and trust, helps him know that I'm not just some random cold-calling dude. You know, I have a little more, a little deeper ties to the industry, which means I may be able to provide resources that he needs to help him grow his business. So by batching your efforts, um, that's a big help. But you've got to literally put on your calendar and commit to doing that, okay? And, and by, by grouping your efforts, um, you're going to see much better results. I guarantee it. Yeah. Plus, you might uh, stumble on something, maybe a, an industry that is working much better for you anyway. So sure. it, it sounds, yeah, it, it makes sense to me. So talk about how you got involved with Infusionsoft. Uh, you know, I was uh, and still am a fan of Dan Kennedy. I was uh, still in the Glazer Kennedy Insider Circle, the GKIC, and I was getting his material because I was, you know, I was doing sales training, but then I was learning how important marketing is for my business. And so I was applying those tips and tricks and strategies to my own business. And he came, uh, Infusionsoft was doing a four-city tour back in July of 2008, uh, and they were coming to Anaheim, so it's about an hour away from me. So I said, hey, at least I can go meet Dan Kennedy, and maybe I'll pick up a couple things. It was free to attend, right? So I went out, and I saw what Infusionsoft does, uh, and I bought it, bought it for myself, uh, started using it, started seeing results, learned about their, their partner program. So I got certified uh, a few months later. And, um, you know, because I focus on sales and marketing, and I'm not uh, a technical uh I'm not a technician, you know, I'm technical, but I'm not a technician. Uh, and so, but most people were very technical that were partners. So they were just doing the behind the scenes stuff, but I was out front selling and marketing it. And so uh, I was almost working in a vacuum, right? I mean, very few people were doing it. So I was just able to build a big presence and, um, you know, and the rest is history. Cause I, you know, I stayed at it for six years, you know, now I've written a book and, you know, and, and done other things to help me stand out from the crowd. Uh, but that's how I did it. Yeah, so you kind of had a, an old school mentality about a new technology that wasn't really exploited or, or, or utilized yet, right? So sure. a lot of people felt great with uh, the technology, but not so great making cold calls or, you know, just doing it the old-fashioned way. And the combination proved to be deadly, so to speak. So it really worked out for you. Yep. Um, you know, I have some general entrepreneurial questions. Uh, I know we're like at 30 minutes. Do you have time for a few more questions? Sure. So most businesses fail, but at least about 50% of them fail in the first few years of business, four years, uh, to, according to some stats. Why do you think so many of them fail? Is it sales? Well, you know, I've always said there's there's no problem a business has that can't be fixed with a 100% increase in revenue, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and so, I, yeah, I see too many people uh, ignore, really abhor, hate sales and marketing. 
And so what they'll do is they'll go out and spend all this time and money uh, creating a new widget. They'll trademark it. They'll patent it uh, before they ever know if it will sell. Okay? I, I will put up a landing page and send an email out to my list, uh, buy a little bit of traffic, like literally a little, five, you know, 50 bucks to 300 bucks worth of traffic to see if there's an interest in a book or a webinar or a three-part or 10-part sales training series or something. And if there's an interest, and I did this for my book. I pre-sold my book um, with a, like a four-month lead time. Okay, I said you can buy it now. It'll come out in four months. But you, by pre-ordering, you can get it at a discount, and here are all these bonuses. So then I knew what the interest was. Then I was motivated to complete it because I didn't want to refund everybody's money. Okay, so, so and, and this goes back again to what I said in the, in the beginning. If you can keep your expenses down, you can stay in business a long time. And sometimes just being able to live to fight another day and outlast your competitors is the key to success. But people will go out and they'll get a business, they'll get a new car, they'll wrap it, you know, they'll get uh, a 10 page full color brochure that nobody ever reads, you know, they'll overpay for a website, uh, they'll go buy fancy phones for everybody, and, and there's no revenue. You know, you, so, yeah. That's so, sad. yeah, that, that makes sense. What do you think is the biggest time waster for entrepreneurs? Oh, man. The, the old added, you know, multitasking is a, is a myth. You know, multitasking is doing multiple things uh, half as good as they can be done. <laughs> right? So that's where batching comes in. And, you know, when, when I'm really busy, and, you know, and I'm guilty of multitasking too, so uh, I'm not saying I'm perfect in this area, but... When I'm really busy, like this last week I've been busy, um, and I get up at 4 a.m., and I get up at 4 and I write. You know, it's when I knock out my podcast. That's when I write my weekly whisper. Uh, that's when I update my website with, you know, a new blog post or tweak some of the pages uh, that I want to better optimize. And, you know, and I literally, like the old army, you know, we do more before 8 a.m. than most people do all day. And as an entrepreneur, you have to do that. So, uh, you know, my assistant uh, has been uh, on vacation, uh, and so that's one of the things slowing me down. And, you know, i got to juggle a few extra things. Uh, my dad has been out visiting, you know, so I, I didn't want to work as much during the day so I could hang out with him a bit. You know, so I just get up early, focus on what's absolutely important, and then the rest I can kind of monitor. Okay, so um, make yeah, man. sure you get the important stuff done no matter what. Okay. What is the best advice you have ever received? Best could be personal, advice. it could be business. Uh, you know, from a business side, um, I think it goes back to Dan Kennedy. You know, he talks about, uh, you know, the number one uh, most important thing a business owner should do is market their business. You know, and whoever has the biggest list wins. Um you know, and closely related to that is, you know, relevance, relevant communication is the key to building a business, you know, making sales. And so, uh, you know, it's the key to Google as well, right? They deliver relevant ads at the moment of relevance, you know, so focus on marketing, focus on building your list, uh, do that by delivering relevant 
content and you know the rest will take care of itself and my last question if you could train someone to be a successful entrepreneur or just teach one thing to a person that hasn't had a business yet what would that first thing be that you would teach them um well i think it'd be just what i just covered you know the, the importance of marketing uh the importance of listening uh, you can deliver the relevant content when you know what interests the person, you know, so understanding how to be empathetic, how to put yourself in their shoes, how to ask for their business card rather than hand yours out, right? That's how you build a list. You know, I'll keep my business cards tucked away uh, because I want to get theirs because I'll get back in touch with them. Okay. So everything you can see kind of, kind of loops back on itself. Uh, focus on building a list, focus on marketing, focus on listening, which means you have to ask good questions, you know, seek to serve. Uh, people will then like and trust you and, and you'll grow a business. Well, Wes, thank you very much for uh, coming on the Success Harbor to share your story and your wisdom. How can people find out more about either you or the Sales Whisperer? Yeah, they can just... Um, they can visit thesaleswhisperer.com. Uh, they can find me on Twitter at, at saleswhisperer. You know, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. But, you know, they can visit the website. I've got a ton of free resources there. Um, and, you know, my phone number is there. So just let me know how I can help. Well, thank you very much, everyone out there. Check out thesaleswhisperer.com. And uh, wish you much luck with, uh, with, uh, with your business and appreciate your time today. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you.